Welcome back to a new conversation with Hani and Peretz. And welcome back here is meant in the most literal sense because it's been almost five months since we've last recorded a conversation uh, to share with you. Though in this time, we, the two of us, have had many conversations and we've had many conversations with others as well. And during this time, we've accumulated some more insights and thoughts into what we want to explore with ourselves and with others and articulate a language surrounding it. So we've been doing this for years, but we've distilled it into an understanding or into an idea that is so relevant to us personally and relevant to anybody who cares about or engages with Judaism and life. And we, we want to explore in this conversation and in the coming conversations, because this is not just one thought, one idea, but it actually expands over many areas. And that is navigating the intersection of life and Judaism. Life and Judaism intersect, that's one point. And then to do that navigation, it requires a personal exploration of both. That's a lot. It is a lot. It's also so simple and obvious, but it's also not so simple and obvious. There, we, there are many people who their entire lives are defined by Judaism, and so Judaism becomes who they are. It defines them. And what is lost is who they are as people. What is their character? What what drives them? Who are they made of? Because we know that every person is distinctively different from the other. Judaism, though, seems to be pretty uniform. Right. So that discovery and acceptance and then the possibility of living Jewishly through your own lens is something that is a lost art and skill. And it also changes. Our lives change over time. So we have our lives that we have in our, in our teens, in our adolescence, in our young 20s, in our 30s, in our 40s. And that is very different, particularly when you start a family, particularly when you pursue a career. Your life becomes more complex, more sophisticated, more nuanced. And navigate, can, when engaging that and Judaism together some requires a different skill set. So as a child and adolescence, our engagement with Judaism is learning the text. And absorbing the rituals and practice from family, school, friends. Right. But then as we get older and as our lives become deeper, there seems to be sort of a, a, a it's hard to navigate the two, let's put it this way. And often life takes a priority. Yeah. And Judaism follows along either in the same manner as it did in our youth and our teens right. and our young adulthood. And it hasn't evolved and reflected our n next decade or so or, or decades. Right. Um, or Judaism has been left behind right. because life is complicated and challenging and we have we have to 
we have to learn how to navigate life itself. So Judaism kind of falls to the background, right. um, or it clashes completely and is and is dismissed, understandably so. Or, or the opposite happens, where where the familiarity and comfort and almost need to be Jewish, which for many is the only way to navigate the world people hold on to that dearly and neglect the dynamics of a healthy life and relationships with other people and raising a family and um, cover it up in a way of, well, this is what God wants, this is what the Torah wants. And there's a fear and a disconnect to engage with, well, well what, is, what are healthy dynamics, what are unhealthy dynamics in my home? And, um, and Judaism is is almost masking over that. Right. Or Judaism is completely dismissed and ignored, like you said earlier. Yes. So when I mentioned earlier, like navigating Judaism through your own lens, I, of course, didn't mean, God forbid, to dismiss God. Ha ha. I meant um, it's it's to to bring the person forward. That's what it is. And, and isn't that what Hashem wants? I mean, he did not create angels. He did not create... Bots. <laughs> yes. For 2021, we are each distinctively created with distinctive characteristics and strengths and ways of navigating this world. And, and, and circumstances. And yes. Things that are out of our control that sort of we come into. Mm -hmm. So the way to do that, though, requires a new skill set or a different type of experience, and, and that is uh, conversations. And and why? why? Why is... Why are conversations such a critical and dear way that you and I are are navigating this topic? Because it allows, not, more than it allows, allows yeah. it, it, it demands, yeah. it, 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 it invites a person to come forward because a conversation <laughs> demands that you actually interact with ideas and words and opinions and experience. You have to talk. Right. You're not sitting in a mass auditorium listening to a lecture that's we're almost creating the opposite dynamics you're not sitting in a in a, in a torah class either um and converse go ahead no and, and and conversations is is something very different that you mentioned torah class than listening to a torah class when you listen to a torah class you are hearing an idea by a teacher and the teacher is uh formulating it in a particular way that makes it accessible and then you say, okay, how can I adapt it? How can I make it to myself? Which is which is good, which is good. But a conversation takes it a step, for, brings in a new dynamic. And the new dynamic is you, the person. Is you, your experiences. The ones that, in a certain sense, can sometimes be masked and ignored and diverted by that beautiful Torah class, which sort of create it allows you to create some type of illusion of what you would like things to see be like by ignoring but 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 ignoring what actually is going on so it's it's not so it's not asking people to interpret let's say text in their own way which is which which is valuable in its in its right time um but it's asking people to acknowledge and talk about where they are present in their lives and how does 
ideas of Judaism and even tax land? Where does it land in their current reality without filters, without pretending things are good, without dramatizing? Yes. And, and that's how you can, one can get to that successfully in a, um, in a conversation. Yeah. But it's not simple um, to confront your reality is difficult and the difficulty is because you need to remove what's called filters or distractions that make it convenient to ignore current realities and um, and conversations and because your conversation requires you to be with another person who reflects back to you uh, or somebody who can help the curates the conversation which asks relevant questions um soothingly agitates <laughs> that's our coupling of those two words um invites a movement that could be uncomfortable but in a very supportive and gentle way because the purpose of it is to um head towards a healthier and better place of an understanding of your own life and of judaism yes and COVID has in some ways done a lot of stripping. Mm-hmm. It really, you know... It removes the distractions. Yeah. Removes Not all of them. No. <laughs> but, you know, our calendars emptied out. So yeah. instead of waking up counting down to certain days or dreading certain things, we now have to wake up with ourselves and the people around us. And our monotonous work. Yes. That so, we're doing from our homes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the big... Um, Opportunities. <laughs> yes. For this time. Yeah. Now I realize that a lot that we spoke about now was in the abstract. And uh, it needs to be brought down. And over the next few episodes, we're going to bring this down uh, through concrete examples, through concrete um, demonstrations of how this idea plays itself out. The idea of the intersection of Judaism and life and how it's navigated uh, through conversation. But in the meantime, we invite you to have a conversation with us. And that's a, a wonderful addition we, we developed through M54. So head to m54.co to understand more about what it is we are creating and how you could enjoy some time exploring your life and Judaism with us. Thank you. <laughs>